0: Oh my goodness! Well, hello. Here we are again. Yeah. Um, welcome back to the Fighting Game Podcast, Salt Shakers. Um, I have a very special guest. One of Australia's formidable tech and personalities. A humble dude. Uh, please introduce yourself, good sir.
1: Well, I am the ever-hydrated brown man. Uh, just pleasure to be here and uh, happy to take some time off your hands hopefully get some entertaining stuff here it's a real pleasure
0: to have you here bro um i know i said this before we started you look so different without your beard (laughs) you are always like three kilos it's your signature look like why why have you got rid of it (laughs) man
1: i gotta sometimes you gotta you know clear something out and uh regrow you know what i mean renewal and all that jazz (laughs) so don't worry give me like 30 minutes it'll grow back by the end of the interview it'll probably grow like a little bit
0: yeah like you were saying you know Takes five six months for people to grow like a really decent beard, but for you it's like two weeks.
1: Pretty, <laughs> it'll be quick. Yeah. In six months, like I was, maybe this time I'll use this as an opportunity to take like a photo every day, and then just uh, put it all together after six months and just see the the, the progression of the beard. <laughs> Might do that actually. That'll be pretty funny. Mm-hmm.
0: Actually, can I ask you something? I've noticed mm-hmm. your hands. You have a weird pigmentation. Yep. A usual. Yeah, I've yeah, never yeah. asked you what that was. Yeah, uh,
1: yeah, that's uh, vitiligo. So it's like, uh, I don't know if you ever saw the boondocks, um, but there was a character named Uncle Ruckus that said he had reverse vitiligo. And that's, I think, most people's first hearing of the word. So vitiligo is basically like a, a skin thing where basically your pigments don't produce the color. And it's very common with uh, a lot of, uh, I guess, darker-skinned races. Um, but a lot of people hide it so you don't see it. Mm. like Michael Jackson had it that's the most that's like probably the most famous case that's why he ended up bleaching his skin and going white that's this is why yeah um for those who who don't know um but yeah a lot of people it's uh definitely very embarrassing for a lot of people and they try to hide it um I know a lot of people in communities um uh like both brown uh the African communities obviously just anyone who has darker skin pigments can get this even uh people with white skin can get it as well but it's just harder to notice obviously but it's uh, definitely one of those things that people really don't like and they feel very self-conscious about. I think I'm very fortunate where I didn't really feel that much because I'm just like, yeah, you know what I mean? At least it's not a, um, a health compromising condition. Nothing hard. It's just yeah. literally, yeah. It's just, I'm like, shit, whatever. <laughs> like, it happens. Like, it's like, I'd rather not have it. But it's like, you know, what am I? I'm not going to let it stop my life. I think sometimes for better or worse, I kind of just don't care and it's kind of one of those things where it's like um whatever happens happens and I'm kind of concentrating on the other things I'm doing you know what I mean for again for better or worse we'll see but I definitely never really felt too down on it it was just like there's probably a point where I was like oh that man what am I gonna do and then like five minutes later I'm like yeah nothing I guess because yeah. there's no cure for it that's the thing mm-hmm. that I learned very early on and I'm like oh all right then you know because then I don't want to be one of those people that um Kind of goes on a wild goose chase looking for stuff. Like, I remember when it first started happening, my mom was, like, panicking. And she... Because she knows what it is. It, again, it, it's it's common within certain communities. that, And so everybody knows. But she started panicking because it's, like, horrible. Like, because she started getting it. And I'm putting my mom on blast here. But oh, it is what it is. Uh, no, nah, it's fine. But um, she started getting it. And hers was on her neck. So then she just started wearing scarves all the time. Mm. And... So, Because then she didn't want people to know she had it. And then I started getting it, um, I think, very lightly on... I think here was the first place, if I remember correctly. And then it's just gone everywhere. Um, well, not everywhere. It's just in, like, a lot of locations. But it does exacerbate over time. Yeah. But she went and spent, like, I think it was, like, over a grand on these mystery powders from India. Because she was told, like, oh, yeah, 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 my son's cousin's brother's daughter's niece... This nephew had it and they ate all these powders for like X amount of time and then it healed them and then they don't have it anymore. She's like, Oh yeah, here's my money. And then, <laughs> uh, next thing you know, we've got all these powders that she's trying to force me to take. This was like some years ago. Mm. And I was just like, I don't think it's going to, that's the thing for me. It's like, I don't mind putting an effort for something that I feel like might work, but for this, I've literally no faith in this at all. It was literally, I was eating dirt. I tell you right now, wow. it tasted like dirt. It was like a mixture of dirt. It was every morning you had to eat it and blah, blah, blah. And I did it for a while just to make her happy kind of thing. yeah, but eventually I'm just like,, oh, this is just absolute, I'm not playing this game anymore. And I'm like, it's not like I wish you had not spent that money on that. I appreciate the attempt, but just understand that, like I'm just gonna ride this out, yeah, because there's a lot of theories on what can help it if you don't eat this or eat that. And I'm like, all right, that may be the case, but I don't have enough evidence to believe anything. So that's my that's my thing. I'm saying, all right, whatever happens, happens. Yeah, it's definitely detrimental, but you know. No, but
0: I mean, you were owning. You know, we own our imperfections. I mean, it can be hard because we see them as flaws. But you know, Mm. when you were growing up, did that ever affect like the way? This is new. For new,
1: this is new. This only came in the last like four years, five years.
0: Jeez, I thought you had this thing for years.
1: No, 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 no. Like. Well, like I've only had this for a few years now. It's like
0: your beard. I just always think it's there. Like you, you yeah. That, you because, came out of your because of it, and and You already had here. Yeah, hair. you just.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, no. This is um. This is new. This is something you acquire most of the time at some point if you get it. So this is this is a new thing, and I think that's why. Like I was fortunate enough when I like it wasn't something I had to grow up with. It was something that I got later. But I was I kind of in the my mental was kind of just like yeah whatever. So I, I think I was fortunate. So I didn't worry about it. But it's definitely. For the type of fields that I want to go in, it can be extremely detrimental. But again, it is what it is. Because if I'm trying to get roll, because uh, get jobs and sh- stuff on camera, yep. it's going to be problematic if they're going to be like, well, no, nah, we're not going to get him because he looks like that. We want someone who looks like more normal. Blah blah blah. And it's like, yeah, I get it. So that's that's something I consider. But at the end of the day, like, there's nothing I can do about that beyond just be myself and um, yeah, just. It's all about how you carry yourself at the end of the day. Like when people go bald. Like I'm going bald as well over time, but I'm not really fussed about it. I'm just waiting for the day that I decide, all right, I'm just going to go ego mode and just shave it all off. I don't want to be one of those people that holds it and you start... As soon as I hit a certain point, I'm legit, you're going to see me Britney Spears it. I yeah. promise you. No. I might, I'll probably do it on stream just for the fun of it, but I'm not going to hold on to that. I'm just not that type of person. I don't want to be that guy. We all know those people yeah. that be holding on to like everything i'm like i don't even want to get to the stage i want to be going from the stage of no one's really questioning how much hair i have yeah to oh he's full bald it's like there's no middle ground but bro i, yeah. I
0: get what you mean but it's just it's those <laughs> signs like we just say to ourselves it's too bad we got to get old man and it's those signs that we see like you know mm. it takes longer to get out of bed you know <laughs> when your mate nudges <laughs> you in the in the chest and you're like, oh god that hurt more than it should you know, like, ah, you, did i get stabbed you, uh, your body's uh, getting on yeah <laughs> Yeah, right. uh,
1: but I guess the key to that is just making sure you take care of yourself, you know what I mean? But, the, the before, before we move on, just the biggest thing I wanted to say, I guess from what we we're just talking about, is just, if you got something happening, just... It sounds easier than it is, I guess, for some people, but just don't worry about it, man. Yeah, If you're going to worry about it, you're just going to stop yourself from doing things, and it's just another excuse not to do things. So, if there's something you can't change, or potentially that, like, it's not worth trying to go down that path, just own it and just keep it going, you know what I mean? Especially aesthetically. Because now I notice that um, there's representation of this more commonly now. Because in the media, they're kind of becoming more like, oh no, this is beautiful also, blah blah blah. And I'm like, yeah, that's cool to see. It helps people that are really embarrassed by it to come out a bit more and just be more chill. I saw in some um, um, stuff on uh, Facebook and um, Twitter and stuff, they had ads for some sort of clothing and then there's a lot bunch of their models had uh vitiligo and stuff all over like on their face everything. I'm like hey yo that's sick. That's the good cuz this changes the game for people who have it and don't think it's normal or don't think it's okay. It's like when you're say Indian or black or Chinese or whatever when you see representation in films you know that changes your perspective and kind of gives you strength. So for I think a lot of people to see that kind of stuff is like super good and I I hope that that continues. And not just for something like this, but for a million things that are out there. It's more representation for people people to kind of uh, help lift them up, you know. So, honestly,
0: you're such a good personality, and you're the kind of person. I appreciate that. No, I I, I mean it. And you are so approachable. Were you always like this, or did you go through some? Uh, No, I think I was where you are. Um,
1: I would have to ask somebody who wasn't me (laughs) to be honest, but I think personally. Like I've changed a lot throughout my life and I'm definitely one of those people who think you should be changing all the time because if you're not changing, then you're not growing, you know? And it's one of those things where I think at baseline, I think I'm the same person I've always been. Uh, But it's just to refine who you are and what you, what you do, how you deal with the world. Um, I think a lot of my progress happened from when I was very young So I got a head start maybe if I'm comparing to outwardly, at least what you can perceive from other people and just the people I was around. So I think I got a big head start and then kind of just kept going after that. Um, But yeah, I think definitely, I think this is kind of how I've been for, for quite a long time. And I think you could probably ask anybody from my past, and I'd probably say probably the same. i was definitely a lot more of a troublemaker back when i was a kid though like when i was very young yeah but you know (laughs) is there a game
0: is there a person or even if it's a movie that has Mm -hmm. fueled this person that we see before us today
1: um i don't think there's any one thing that i could point out i think it's just a combination of all the things i like i've experienced over time and that's the thing at the end of the end of the day it's just where uh big amalgamation of everything we've experienced, everything we've seen, just everything. Um, And I think I've had a tricky life, I guess you could say. I've had a very tricky life, eventful, I wouldn't, you could say. Um, So I think a lot of that um, caused me to, I guess a lot of people would say like grow up at a young age. As I was mentioning before, I got a head start. Um, And I think that's part of that where, I was hanging around people who were, you know, 20, 30 years older than me when I was a child because um, I would have to, you know, follow my mom to certain things or do that. And the only time I really interacted with uh, kids to, uh, a lot were was uh, in school and also extracurricular, acti- uh, extracurricular activities that were not really my choice. It was, um, so five days a week. Uh, also, I would say... Um, a lot of my early life was, uh, I guess you could say, there was a lot of religion in early parts of my life, but I never accepted religion. I was just kind of always around it. Yeah. Um. So five days a week. In, so this is, let's say I was from the age of five to 12 or 11, five days a week, I'll go to Catholic school. Friday night, I would go to a, a spiritual religious thing called uh, Sathya Sai, which is like, um if you Google that, you'll find out more about that. But that's, um it's spiritual, but then also uh religion-based as well, And but they also accept all kinds of religions and blah, blah, blah. So, that'll be Friday night. And then Sunday, it would be Sunday school for the Sai thing. And then right after that, I'll go to a Christian Tamil church, a Tamil language church. That's a language, one of the languages I'm supposed to know. So... And and the Sai stuff would always teach you about other religions as well, because it was based in spirituality, but then also had the, you know, religious side of things. So, there was a lot of religion in my life. And I'm, I was born a Hindu, I guess, as my mom says. Um, so, yeah, there was a lot of that. So, I think from a young age, I was kind of looking around. I'm like, yo, what's what's going on here? Like, I didn't like, I don't like being involved in religion personally, because I see what it does to people. There are positives. And I think at the end of the day, religion is a necessary thing in society to teach people how to behave, teach people values. It's, it's, um it's, it helps with fundamentals, I guess you could say. <laughs> um, but I think I learned a lot from those things. The different people I would speak to, I would never, I would always just be down to talk to whoever, you know what I mean? Um, and... I've also been, I think at a very young age as well, like I've been on uh, the side of, you know, being bullied or being like picked on and all that stuff, getting into fights all the time. Um, I've been, And I've also been on the side of, you know, realizing later on like, oh, I was the asshole in certain situations when I yeah. uh, didn't realize like I was being an asshole to somebody and I was a bully at that time. Um, so, like, and I don't mean like I'll go around, like, you know, stereotypical go around, you know, blah, blah, blah. But I think more often than not, most of us, have a point in our life, whether we realise it or not at the time, that we're the bully in someone else's story and we don't realise it. Yeah. And I think uh, try to minimise that as much as possible in terms of not minimise that it happened, minimise that time where you have that period. You know what I mean? Try to get away from that as much as possible because at the end of the day, we're the main character in our stories, but sometimes we're the villain in somebody Well-worded. else's. So, well yeah. 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 So you can't always... At some time, it's just going to happen. That's just, an, you can't avoid that. But it's always good to be mindful of, you know, what you're doing, who you're around, uh, how you're behaving. You can only do your best. You can't be perfect. But that's always something to consider because you just have to accept that sometimes, that you're the villain in someone else's story sometimes, and just do your best outside yeah. of that. You know what I mean? Because that's just it. I can't but imagine I think we've tried off my bet.
0: I can't imagine you being a bully, bro. <laughs>
1: Oh, that's the thing. Sometimes I think bullying's one of those things where it depends on. So the way I'm phrasing it, maybe some people wouldn't consider what I would consider bullying, or or just being an asshole, or just picking on someone or whatever. But then maybe I'm extra harsh on myself. But I don't think so. I think at the end of the day, there's no point of trying to rationalize it to escape from the just from the. Sorry, I'm looking for. There's no point trying to escape it and try to. try to get away from the culpability of it like if you did it you did it it's best that you accept it and help yourself grow as a person also help people uh recognize help help people recognize it themselves so when they when when they come to it they're like oh wait a minute that's what i'm doing i better stop that because sometimes you just think oh you're just messing around with the people and this and that but it's actually not you're actually hurting that person's feelings and they don't want to say anything or they can't say anything or you know whatever and it happens all the time and i try to um, even in the, com- in, in the community, Tekken community, FTC, whatever, I see it a lot and I I tried my best to call it out because one person's joke could really hurt someone else's feelings, you know what I mean? So yeah, exactly. you gotta, you got to be mindful of what you're saying and who you're saying it to. Is that me playing Overwatch? Oh, God damn. <laughs> hey, hey, it's
0: not Tekken, just just for some content.
1: <laughs> no, no, that's no, all good. Um, yeah, it was my first time ever playing Overwatch. Uh, played with the boys, you know, Mojo, bread uh beast and cotton but yeah uh but yeah sorry i keep trailing off onto some side philosophical stuff but that's why i asked you i told you before this thing just give me a specific question and then you start yeah. getting broad content after that
0: okay well you mentioned some of the guys <clears throat> in the scene so yeah you know we are our own worst critic and mm. like you were saying you know we're too busy focused on being the hero in our story we forget that mm. we may be the villain in someone else's but yeah. have you ever had to confront someone that is a friend and tell them that's the case that you know you're actually being a bit of a dick right now you know like you're actually the bad guy in this equation yeah
1: yeah um i think one i think for the sake of just educating people and just kind of keeping people informed um there is one the first i'll just go with the first one that pops up into my head there's a there's a person from um the melbourne scene who i've had to do that to countless times um but obviously, depending on the person, eventually you just kind of have to realize that they're not listening and you step away. That's, that's a whole other topic, but that that does happen. And sometimes it's hard to do that, um, especially when you're younger. But you get to a point where you realize, like, if you really care about a person at the time, like, you got to do that. Otherwise, people are just going to kind of um, go down a hole deeper and deeper, you know what I mean? And I'm very much the type of person that if I'm doing that as well, like, say I'm doing it now. Like like uh, in, you know, this week or something. I I really implore people to you know, come and tell me, for example. And I take that both ways. It's like if someone else is doing it and I'm I care about them like that, like I'm gonna tell them. So I think it's important to be able to say that to people and let people know, because at the end of the day, it's to make them better and to help them. So you know, yeah. We definitely had to do it. Have you?
0: <laughs> God, no. But then no there's always going to be drama and yeah, yeah, of course I would feel like you are sometimes the main person people go to the mediator, you know, the one that needs to. Uh,
1: yeah. Unfortunately and... it, it does be, it do be like that sometimes, but I think one of the reasons um, I welcome it and not in, because I like it, it's because I know that I'm one of the, and I hate to say it like this, but it's just, you realize it after enough time that I'm like one of the people that are willing to like step up. Yes. And handle it, and I hate knowing that because it makes it that it makes it hard for me to be able to step away and not worry about it because then I don't feel like there's always going to be someone that can cover all the bases. I've tried to cover and handle it to for the betterment of our community and things like that for whatever it may be, big or small. But that's the concern. I think a lot of people have that concern when they do think something for long enough. They're worried that um, if they step away, will it be handled in their absence? You know for better whether it's whether it's accurate or not we don't know but that's definitely how it feels um and i think um without going in too much either you you could speak for that for yourself yeah. like you know things like yeah from the experiences we've had you've probably seen a difference that, that maybe that i the approach that i would take compared to maybe some others yeah. for example so yeah no, mm.
0: it it definitely is more direct in your face and i can't do it the way that you can because. I think it's my forgiving nature. I'm always going to try mm. and see both sides. Um, but it's good to have that. It, I, I I wish I could have your approach to it. Like you just want to call it how it is. Um, I wouldn't be a good team leader, but I think you'd do a hell of a good job.
1: I don't know. That's the thing. I don't want to be a leader. I just want to just do my thing. Uh, but I think it's frustrating because I realize that a lot of times in my life I end up being put in a type of leader role. Or it just naturally happens. But I don't want that. But it's just sometimes you look around and you're just like, well, no one's doing it. Yeah. So somebody has to do it. And yeah, it's, I promise people, like, I do not want leadership positions. It's just a matter of, half the time, I don't look at it like a leadership position either. It's just like, all right, we just got to do something. Let me just do the thing. That's it. So, and I think I, externally, when people look at it, they're like, oh, it's, it's a, oh, they're a leader or the leadership is blah, blah, blah. It's just like, I don't know. I'm just doing the thing that gets done and then we move on. Yeah. Um, but I do, I have realized over time, like certain things like um, helping out things in the community behind the scenes, things like that, that um, when you look around and you realize, okay, this is some form of leadership here because um, you're, you're, you're enabling the community to grow, you're helping it protect itself and. Uh, that's what, really what you want at the end of. that's what i want i want the community to have enough people to stand up to be able to protect itself yeah. uh, for the most part and not have to have um people kind of in a sense step in and have to be the shield and 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 do that you know what i mean but that's 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 just people that's not a fgc specific thing that's just people in general you know what i mean so, yeah
0: well yeah. here's a question if you were the shield mm-hmm
1: for the Australian ticking
0: community, who would be the sword? Who would go hand in hand with you?
1: Um Hmm, that is a good question. Um the sword, man, I don't know, man. Like I've had to be both. I don't know. <laughs> Cause I guess a lot of people would probably say uh someone like um uh, Yusuf or something as a sword, you know what I mean? Yes. Uh, due to his um, very dry nature in, in terms of how he approaches a lot of things, I guess. Um, but I guess as a sword role, yeah, you could say Yusuf or somebody, he's known for that type type of beat. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Um, also, in regards to, um, before you are saying, like, um, about looking at both sides, um, that's the thing is, like, I'm one of the most forgiving people you will ever meet but yeah, really i'm are. very much a I'm very much a person of once you pass a certain point then it's like it's over it's done like yeah yeah like my forgiveness ends and i'm not i'm not gonna like there's a lot of people that um like i'm like all right your your time ran out but i'm not gonna be an asshole to you or something like that but it's like that's it you're gonna have to go away and figure yourself out and come back maybe and not again this is not just fgc but It's definitely something where, like, I will give people many, many, many chances, and I will give them the benefit of the doubt, and I will give them, I will help them if they ask for it to kind of get their stuff together. But it gets to a point where your your time runs out, and you're more, you're too damaging or detrimental to whoever you're being kept around, and then you kind of have to be pulled out. Um, there are some people where I'm just like, all right, look, I'm not going to be mean about it. I'm just gonna, you got to be over there now. But some people, I'm just like, look you, I hate you, bro. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, there's a few people in my life. Like, I'll tell you, there's some people I'm like, bro. Man, if they had like, you know, you could be like 20-something. Like, if they had like abortions when you're like 20, like, damn. Like, you get aborted after you're already born, God. please. Like, some people just, they're horrible. They're like, some people are just like trash people. And that, that yeah. it, it hurts to say that, but some people are just horrible. You know what I mean? So it is what it is no you're right no one's perfect though
0: no 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 one is but then Mm. you know like you meet someone in a scene like the fighting game community
1: Mm.
0: player wise you know you probably get along but personality wise Mm. you probably wouldn't you know it's understandable you don't get along with anyone but you're right like maybe Mm. they maybe in real life they're actually a bit of a dick
1: Mm. because a lot of people hide behind the i think a lot of now you've definitely noticed this i'm sure there's a lot of people these days and they get not just fgc just in the world in general they're getting away with a lot of like they say a lot of stuff and most people don't check them you know what i mean they so they just up. think it's okay yeah no as in like so let's say i said some whack stuff to you like crazy stuff but you don't check me on that and be like hey like you're talking shit like what's going on like you know I, whether it's peaceful or not sometimes like you got to get checked otherwise you don't learn that you don't learn proper behavior you know what i mean yeah you just think you can talk crap all the time and no one's going to do anything and you think it's okay. And I think that's the that's the point where it gets hard because when you think it's okay, you're not going to be open to uh constructive criticism where it's like, "Okay, hey, stop doing this." Cuz you th- you think it's like, "Nah, no, you're just being a softy or whatever." It's like, "No, nah, bro, like you like you're being problematic." You know what I mean? Mm. And that's um something that's difficult once it becomes like okay in someone's head. That's the tricky part.
0: I think there was a yeah. period I was watching some random streamers you know people just playing Mm. fighting games yeah and i came across a few tekken streamers they don't play fighting games Mm. but it was interesting i could see some people in their comments talking about how the nzfgc is the most toxic community and i think it's i think it's. there's this linkage between what you've said it's like i think people think that because you're right you see a lot of people trash talking (laughs) you know trying Mm. to smear people um cause you know mayhem but i just yeah. I'm not, a, I don't think, I mean, what's your thoughts about the NZFGC or the Australian ticket scene being very toxic?
1: Um, I think we, are relatively like OCE as a region in terms of what I've, so I've been in a lot of, you know, backroom meetings in my years, like overseas with a lot of communities and heard about some of the dramas in their, in their scenes. And I'm like, Oh yeah, we're doing all right. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like we got a few people that are kind of really, 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 problematic but at least it's a minority in a sense yeah the culture has shifted to more of a toxic culture in my opinion in some ways it's become more normalized yeah uh which is problematic because you know everyone's behind a keyboard now and a lot of people aren't confrontational and that's i think one of the things that allows certain behaviors to continue but i think i remember back in the day if you were going to be a piece of crap you had to do it in person and that's a lot harder to do you know so you had less of it, but there's still, it was there. Don't get me wrong. Cause when I came into the scene, it was giga toxic, bro. Like I worked very, very hard over the last decade and a bit to help change the culture, not just myself, but people, other people as well. But that was something I, I worked very hard to change. And so it's oftentimes very, very frustrating to see that kind of, in a sense, roll back a little bit yeah. sometimes. Um, but overall. Right now, it is probably the best time in OCE history to be in the community. Like, in terms of, yeah, there's, there's dickheads here and there, blah, blah, blah. But I would say it is still heavily outweighed by the positive, the welcomingness, the the information you can get, people are willing to help you out, you know, do whatever. It is by far the best time, in my opinion. But how do you feel about that?
0: Yeah, I'm I'm of two ways. I'm on two thoughts of the subject because I I see the toxicity, but then mm. I never have it at me. You know, I never have yep. had to deal with anything quite like that. It's just interesting hearing other people's takes on it. You know, how they think, mm-hmm. how they view the scene. Yeah. I don't feel like I can really comment because I've never had little, I've had little to no toxicity.
1: It's... But, but just because it's not directed to you, though, doesn't mean... Because you're a community leader in new zealand so yeah. you would definitely have some sort of um well i know i i definitely uh, know
0: for yeah. new zealand though we don't we we are not confrontational like australians that's one thing i will mm. give you guys is like when you when some people see shit they will call it out and they don't there's there's lack of an awareness for damage control whereas new zealand we mm. are very respectful we do not antagonize i think mm. that that's how i view it
1: no no I, I definitely understand it's like uh the u.s and canada in a sense but... Oh this whole US and
0: yeah EU free shit yeah.
1: Oh no no, I meant like US like the the dynamic of America going buck wild and Canada just chilling being nice. Oh
0: yes. It's like yeah. that
1: dynamic. Yeah. it's Australia, uh, New Zealand and US and Canada. I think Australia still is relatively non-confrontational in terms of checking behavior, but you'll we'll f- you'll definitely have people as 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 everywhere that uh maybe starting the behavior in terms of like maybe things you shouldn't say or shouldn't do this and that but again if it's not checked it just continues and things like that but i remember in tekken 6 and tag 2 days there was a dude uh from new zealand what was his name there was a bunch of people from new zealand back at, at the time but it look, it's funny looking back it was like i think the tekken king days do you remember oh God, no do you remember that
0: yeah yep i do <laughs> I, I took that video that was me
1: oh wait the arcade that was you yeah, it was me i recorded that oh shit. Dude, just don't... yeah i mean okay moving on uh, but yeah that there we really aged ourselves right there just by talking about that yeah <laughs> that was like ages ago just... but yeah yeah i didn't know that was you but yeah there, what a throwback god damn all right that's a great um but yeah new zealand's pretty interesting um the... i'm still supposed to come and i might try to come through next year it just depends on my schedule yeah um but I remember 2019, I was supposed to come in, uh, what was it, October. What was it? What was in October? It was um, the... What have been our
0: national, Southern Cross-Up?
1: Yeah, yeah, Southern Cross-Up. That's what it was. I was supposed to come for that. But then I had to make a choice. It was either go to New Zealand for Southern Cross-Up or go to Rev Major. Oh, yeah, obviously. Because it was like the same period. And I was like i'll come next year next year cut away to covid 19 bro <laughs> it's so Three years uh, but later. i'll try to come next year i'll definitely try to come next year obviously i gotta to go to the philippines and stuff next year for you know, manila madness oh, numero yeah. dos and mm-hmm. rev and all that Some stuff shilling. but love it um but yeah i definitely look even if i don't come from major i'll be down to because that's the thing i don't compete really anymore like i haven't concentrated on playing tekken for probably two to three years now once covid started i was like all right i'm not playing online in any meaningful way so i just ran everything that was online basically and did all the online stuff for that behind the scenes but as far as competing i like yeah i competed at like rev major but i went in as just like i'm just playing for fun like i'm not trying to be like yeah i need to perform really well or whatever it's just like i'm here i might as well enter you know what yeah. i mean That type of thing. Um, But, so yeah, I guess going for a major doesn't really matter as much anymore for me. Unless I'm, that's the thing, a lot of people go, oh, you're going to Hivo Japan, you're going to this. I'm like, look, unless I'm paid to go, like, I'm probably not going. Because I, I've not, what am I going to do? Not just go there just to compete, but I don't... I'm not training to compete, so it doesn't yeah, really... it's a lot of money just What's to the point? fly there, but not compete, yeah. if you're just going to... Yeah, like, out. I do plan on going to Japan next year, in August, but that's for other purposes, and um, a friend of mine, um, he's in a few bands, and in that period of time, he always goes on tour and does that, and he wants me to come to do ph- photography and videography and all that, all around Japan. Yeah. So that's... I'm, I'm planning to go do that in August, but there's no point me going in March. I'll I, Look, I'll, I'm happy to go to Japan at any time, don't get me wrong, yeah. but... I also have to manage like my goals and my responsibilities and things like that, especially financially, because then i I can afford to go, but it's like well, I could have put that money into something else, invested in something, and then paid paid dividends on that gotten dividends on that, and then used that to pay for August or uh you know Middle, uh, Philippines or whatever so that's just where I'm at right now um but hey look if uh Evo Japan changes their mind and they they need an extra commentator or something? Let me know. Yeah, <laughs> but man, I, I'm sure they're they're stopped. They're stopped. They're stopped yeah. right now. Um. But yeah, I definitely want to come back. Come back. I definitely gonna. To. I'm gonna go to New Zealand soon. Yeah. Go yeah. to New Zealand and I'll I'll hit a few cities. That's the thing. So if anyone has couches for me to sit on or sit on, sleep on, sleep on. let me know. I'll try to hit those cities as well. Yeah, but you know, we'll see how we go. No,
0: no, good stuff. So Australian and Ticket Seven, we were talking yeah. about I guess toxicity, but. The rivalries is a strong thing with Australia. We don't have to oh, yeah. New Zealand as much, um, and I think it's good. Mm. It adds color to the scene. Can you describe what the relationship is like with the Australians, with their rivalries?
1: Um, there's definitely a lot of rivalries that are more un- understated right now, where it's kind of like, okay, I keep you know the, your standard rival, I keep versing this person in um something like a AGT or something. That's like probably the most common uh Tekken 7 tournament that's happening right now most consistent um so there's 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 definitely a lot of rivalries that grow out of that event because it's happening every week right so you're having people that end up you know becoming someone else's bracket demon after a certain period of time so that inherently just becomes like whether it's one-sided or not a rivalry situation then you have ones that are you know that maybe they're going back and forth That's, like, really, really hype right there. Like, like you got on the screen right now, you got Bobby. Bobby just flew to Bali yesterday or today. I guess last night, I think. Um, So, yeah, he's there now representing us. And he definitely has a rivalry with, say, Yagami, who he... I think he's definitely on the losing side of that rivalry. But, you know, he's working really hard to try and improve and beat Yagami's ass, right? Mm. So that's that's what a rivalry helps you do if you if it's a healthy rivalry you're you're trying to improve to to defeat that person and they're doing the same and that can really help you grow so rivalries are super super important it's like having a goal it's basically a a goal personified in a person or a goal personified basically yeah so goals are important and a rival is a goal right so it helps you grow well, if correctly Is there... sometimes it just destroys you though yeah
0: I well yeah it's good to have a rival i mean be your training partner be your demon but then, yeah yeah it's like after so many yeah it can take its toll obviously if you don't see results
1: yeah it depends on how you are how they are and i think sometimes like when your rival um maybe you're not on good terms then it becomes a bit trickier sometimes because it becomes a bit negative you know uh it may still help you grow but you know that negative energy in your life some people thrive on it some people it definitely has its downsides you know what i mean Mm. so is there a rivalry
0: rivalry Mm. that just keeps growing and growing and growing like it just it just Um, cranks up the steam every time these guys like always run into a tournament
1: the first one that comes to mind i don't know how it relate how it kind of compares to a lot of other ones but i want to say like i do want to bring like say bobby and um uh, Bobby and at this point because I know like Bobby's like that's one of his, it's like I really want to do this and I can feel the I can feel the intensity from, him. Hmm. um and it's it's interesting it's in, uh but if I'm looking outside of that one of my original favorite rivalries like from some time back was um Kojeski and Chipsy so Kojeski brought Chip into the game yep. and then they they were training partners and stuff as well and Chip always lost. Loved- ski for like in tournament they versed in tournament a bunch and he always he kept losing kept losing kept losing i remember that one day he got a dub and he was like so happy and but they're they're best of friends yeah you know so it's, it's very positive they help each other out um like the three of us like hangman um uh mojo blind duality all of us uh we um and i guess deception as well we kind of train together we learn together and stuff like that so it's it's positive that's one that b- jumps into my head but uh uh-huh. now this is an interesting one dion and naveed oh that's a classic so, rivalry, man. yeah yeah that's a classic one and it's an interesting one because man this this fool just got rage added after a key chart what are you doing man sorry <laughs> anyway um so that's an interesting one because and this i like look as far as tekken's concerned i i want I actually this is important because i don't think people do this enough um, I think people do not give Dion the respect he deserves in the, in the Tekken scene. Um, whatever personal things you might have, everything aside, purely Tekken, Dion has had, uh, an incalculable, like benefit on, on the Tekken scene in Australia yes. in terms of raising the level people yep. do not. And New Zealand as well, like as, as OC, just as a, the ripple effect. Like, people do not understand. Like, now he's kind of, like, struggling because he's not really concentrated. He doesn't like the game. He's not concentrated, blah, blah, blah. So he's just choking left, right, and center. So he's just absolutely shite in terms of where he was now. And also the scene's gotten better while he was away, things like that. But he, we would not be where we are now if it wasn't for him and the time he put in and the people he taught and just he's always free with information. Like, you're asking me, he'll teach you. Over time, he's gotten a bit more, like, just tired of teaching people because everyone's just, like not putting the effort in or not um he's just tired with the game things like that but when he was playing a lot like he raised the level immensely like when he moved from Melbourne to Sydney he raised their level like crazy and that uh, again ended up rippling out to the rest of Australia as well in in turn so I just want to give a big shout out to Dion for the work he's done over the years and the respect that I don't feel he, does, he gets because people are just shitting on him now because he's obviously seemingly washed up at the moment but we'll see what happens later but yeah uh if yeah i think people don't understand because a lot of people are new they don't know what happened in the past and that's they one of the biggest seen, they've things they've
0: never seen the history they've never seen the prequel yeah uh,
1: the original they don't know what they don't know where we were they just have right again most people came like 2018 19 20, like and that was prime or again covid aside that was like the some of the best times to come into the community right mm-hmm. So you didn't have to deal with as many problems. Yeah, still have the problems of toxic this and that, but like the culture is very good. It's free with information, blah, blah, blah. But it also you also didn't see what we had to struggle through before to get to where we are now. Like a lot of things are taken for granted. Um, which sucks because you often if you can't appreciate where you've come from, you don't know uh what you have. And if you don't know what you have you tend to not understand you have to fight for what you have to protect it because you can lose it you don't know you just think this is the where everything should be you can lose that at any time so you got to be very careful
0: yeah one thing um that one thing i just quickly one thing that i do regret Mm -hmm. not taking advantage of was alchemist yeah i used to love watching his streams i never engaged in them but i Mm -hmm. wish i had done a lot i wish i had contributed actually to his streams you know like when he was offering coaching and his insights. Mm. Um, he's another wealth of knowledge like yourself, where he was very influential for you guys in Australia.
1: No, no, Alchemist is is is, is a like is a ledge. He's a ledge. and he he was um, a student of Dion, right? Um, and Alchemist is another one, but I think he gets the respect he deserves, in my opinion. Um, maybe less than he deserves, but I, you could say that to anybody <laughs> really. But he, he he was very, he's very well regarded even now. So like he's not. Really in a position where it's like, ah, oh, oh no, people don't give him what he deserves. Like, no, nah, people love him. Yeah. Like, he's great. Like, we travelled a lot together as well. We did commentary together overseas as well. Here, you know, so where we were, we got a very good relationship. Um, he obviously disappeared the last year and a bit. We'll mm-hmm. see him return a bit next year, maybe probably when Tekken 8 comes out. But yeah, he he's another person where it's like we wouldn't be a lot of people wouldn't be where they are without him. So yeah there's a lot of, there's a few people like that as well mm. so and there's more people every day that are slowly moving towards that position whether they realize it or not just from their contribute uh, con- uh, just from their contributions to the community so you know it's important if everyone does a little bit everyone does what they can you know we're we're better at the end of the day mm. you know whether it's the actual game whether it's just uh, socially whether you know it's just being better just being better is always just something to go towards you know so in whatever way that comes
0: i used to enjoy just going on stream and like seeing who was streaming from the aus taken yeah um mm-hmm. alchemist used to be one you were one you still are um and then before, once you know i don't stream as much as i well, should not as, not, no, maybe not as much as you should but i mean it was just <laughs> yeah, always yeah, yeah. like it was just always good to see you yeah, streaming yeah. you know what i mean like it's always a good feeling yeah. it's like mm. not to name drop but someone like zimbo He's someone I yeah, always yeah, yeah. just like popping up, even if I don't watch mm. it, just to know that he's streaming because he's that entertaining personality.
1: Um Yo, Zimbolic, man. I remember when he first started, I just happened to find him. Or well, he found me, I think. I can't remember which way it was. <clears throat> but I was like, oh, you're a nice kid. You know, blah, blah, blah. I would talk to him. I'd try to jump in his stream here and there. Um And he would raid my stream and things like that. And then I've just seen his progression over the last few years, and I'm like, it's I'm super proud of him. You know what I mean? It's crazy. So he's gotten better as a player. He commentates a little bit now. You know, people love him. He's a great. He's just a great guy. You know what I mean? So it's lovely to see his his, uh, his progress. And what but, yeah. about
0: um? What you mentioned it before um? Chipsy, what's been happening yeah. with Chipsy, bro? He's just taking a break as well.
1: In what in terms of gameplay? Oh yeah, yeah no. As soon I... as COVID hit, he's just like, I'm out. So. <laughs> Like, he'll play here and there, but he's just very frustrated. Actually, I have a message from him. One moment, please. Oh, okay. Um, before this stream, I was like, is there anything you want me to say? And he said, I'm like... <laughs> he says, uh, well, this is for me to say, but this is from him. Yeah. And, he, and I'll read this verbatim, right? He's like, address how you aren't allowed to criticize the direction of an FG franchise anymore. And as a result, depth is removed and expected behavior is to smile and nod that's from my good friend chip um yeah that's how that's basically that sums up how he feels about the game and that'll explain to you why maybe he's not taking the game very seriously right now yeah yeah um because he barely plays like he's still like we'll still because he's around people who still kind of play um like my like i still kind of play like my like myself hangman plays obviously 24 7 um then you got like deception mojo um Kojewski plays here and there and <clears throat> so on he's still surrounded by people who enjoy the game somewhat so he ends up still getting involved in the game whether that be just analyzing stuff you know helping out the boys or like once some once in a while he's taken a liking to Heihachi cuz he just enjoys the character yeah um so he'll play Heihachi here and there once in a while or just whatever character just for fun but he's just kind of waiting for that point where he can jump back into the game and enjoy it but he's very scared uh because he's worried what they'll do in the next game because he's judging it from the direction that they've taken this game and as with many people they've kind of taken the previous trailer that we received a bit too literally i guess you could say like what we're seeing in the trailer i'm like not even worried about well i could be wrong but you know the stuff we see in the trailer like i think it was like jinns one two three yeah was it Uh,
0: one two four it
1: was like one, two, four. So, yeah, it was one, two. I can't remember. I've only watched the trailer like, a couple times. times. Um, but I remember that string and it had like massive pushback. I was like, oh my God, yeah. they can't do it. I'm like, bro, relax, mate. Like I doubt that that's going to be in the game. It doesn't like, you know what I mean? Like, it could be, who knows? Yeah, who knows? But I just, that's pretty far-fetched. I hope I'm not wrong. I'm going to look like a Muppet. But I have faith that they're not going to do that. But you never know. So, um, But yeah, we'll see
0: with with Tekken 7 brown man I mean it's really good that the game has done a lot and it's mm. you know done things like guest characters and I know that's a big topic with Tekken mm. 8 if they're going to do that um, mm-hmm. I guess I wanted to talk about the IP because you see it's very successful there's a Netflix show and it's quite relevant in pop culture you know people do like funny YouTube videos and Instagram skits do you think that has helped with the success of Tekken 7 up until now
1: um, I think with Tekken 7, it's interesting because obviously I think it's probably the most successful Tekken we've had, if I remember correctly. Maybe maybe Tekken 3 had more sales or something, but in terms of like active community, Tekken 7, easy, hands By down. Far, you know, know yeah. what I mean? Like 2019 was the absolute peak year for Tekken. It was insane. And I was very lucky that that was one of the years where I was hyperactive and I was going, I was like, Out of the country most of the time, somewhere, doing stuff, whatever. So that was peak peak Tekken. Um and I you know that the show didn't come out yet. You know, content creation was um you know, it was there. It was slowly slowly, yeah, building up. Yeah. 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 Um but I think just Tekken seven being a sick game was the main uh the main driver for that. And a big one is obviously as you're seeing on the screen, D L C characters. Uh, like geese and akuma and all that because as much as a lot of people hate them like i'm telling you tekken 7 would not be where it is right now without these characters and these um like things like negan's kind of like hey yo here, bro (laughs) like i don't know whatever i guess he's mega underrated in my opinion as far as the game's concerned um but it's definitely one of those things where without these guest characters the game would not be where it is right now and i think a lot of people they just most people that talk they don't understand what they're saying um and so you'll often find especially on twitter things like that they're just they don't know what the hell is going on you can tell from the way they say stuff it's like bro just my guy you should have twitter taken away from you but freedom of speech and that you know what i mean but freedom of speech i'm definitely an advocate of like yeah freedom of speech but you also are free to experience the consequences of what you say that's also something because people want to say stuff and not have consequences that's that's a problem yeah if, but if there could be a yeah.
0: guest character in and seven that you would want
1: who would it be hmm Originally, I wanted Kazuma from... um, Actually, I wanted a Yakuza character, right? So Kazuma Kiryu from Yakuza, I I felt like was really good. But I was also like, hmm, maybe he would fit better in DOA or Virtue Fighter. Because of the way the game style in Yakuza... It's like, you know, you mash kind of thing, right? You got button strings to to kind of do combos. And like, that definitely fits more into DOA or, or Virtue Fighter. But then they released Negan and I was like are you friggin' serious right now like you're telling me you brought in a Walking Dead character a series that at the time was on its last legs as far as I'm concerned like it was kind of going down in terms of like people liking it yeah. and blah 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 um you brought him in does not fit at all all right I know Harada likes uh Walking Dead all right fine you're telling me you needed a, a, a bat and knife character and you chose Negan instead of Majima from Yakuza, who would fit right in. Are you serious right now? Like, he has this... Honestly, I, I, there's probably on DeviantArt somewhere or somewhere like uh, a mod to make Negan Majima from Yeah, Yakuza there is. And was, I think there is. Yeah, actually. there you go. It's perfect. Like, are you serious, bro? You brought a knife and bat character. The wrong one. Are you kidding me? But it is what it is. It's not the end of the world. Um, but that's who I wanted originally. Someone from Yakuza. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I was I think there was a point where people were talking about um I think it was a fake poster going around, but I'm like, oh that's interesting. Uh Kenshiro from uh, I think Fist of the North Star, I think it is. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's is his name Kenshiro. Ken yeah. Um that was an interesting one as well. But now I guess my question to you is do you think they're gonna do guest characters in Tekken 8?
0: I will Answer that later, but I mean, oh, I was okay. To, well, what I was trying to get at was all these mods <laughs> yeah, yeah. that have come out for Tekken 7. Yeah, yeah, it really like it increases, like, it is possible, right? Like, all of these characters could potentially be in Tekken 8. I mean, just in terms of their aesthetic, you know, and they could mm-hmm. actually work. Um, any Yakuza character could work. I, yep. yeah, I think there's a deeper question, uh in there but um <laughs> i guess did you watch the uh we'll get back to it but did you watch the tekken bloodline thing did you have any thoughts on that yeah
1: yeah i did i watched it with some of the boys um it was a cool thing like obviously it was nice to see certain things like uh, uh like some moves and you're like oh wait he just did you know one one two or you did this or that's like pause it go back you know so yeah as you can see um one thing that really annoyed me uh, this is the thing about uh, online these days people find something to pick on and then just go ham with it like the whole thing about the triangle shadows thing and i'm like (laughs) bro who cares like bro like like if it really bothers you i think you know get your ocd ass out of here bro like you know what i mean like i get it but it's not just learn to persevere this is not the end of the world it's a stylistic choice you know what i mean yeah it's fine like i get it you know so for me i didn't it didn't bother me in the slightest i'm like yeah this is just how they chose to do shadows this and that blah 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 cool Moving on. It's not that bad. But obviously when, you know, bandwagon, you know what I mean? So, yeah. If that really bothers you and stops you from enjoying the show, like, look, I'm, I'm sounds harsh, but like, well, you got bigger problems. Bro, bro. I, have you, a, I have
0: a fine eye for detail. When I saw those, <laughs> yeah. like, it's the thing, once you see it, you can't unsee it. I think that was... Oh,
1: yeah, point. I can definitely see it every time, but I guess it depends on how you view it. Because, again, I view it as a stylistic choice, and I understand because I'm like in the... in. Uh, I'm in the film and photography field, things like that. So I get it, but a lot of people obviously feel like this looks bad. Why did they do this? kind of thing. So I I get it, but it's like, enjoy the show, you know? <laughs> so
0: you didn't mind it's that a, they muddled the, the storyline, the characters, like Leroy and Fing, No, them. that was what
1: that was that was like, Oh, you're retconning everything. Now I think I spoke about this a bunch on um so when we do the the Brofist Mega Monthly, it's like obviously I'll have my offline stream and we end up talking about whatever, right? And you just know me, I'll just talk about random topics. Um, so a lot of times people would ask me about that, right? So, oh, what did you think about the story or where do you think this is going? And what about Tekken 8? Th- those two would come together because when the, that show came out, it was still when people were speculating about, um, Tekken 8. So I'm like, okay, it would make sense to me. My theory with the show is that it's going to potentially, well, I, again, this was before the first trailer came out for, um, uh, Tekken 8. Or whatever it's called, oh, it is Tekken 8. Sorry, yeah, they they gave the name out. Um Tekken eight. So before that, I was like, okay, if the show is leading this way, maybe Tekken eight or whatever it's gonna be, the next Tekken, will be uh back in time where it'll be at the end of where the show is, or maybe around where the show is. So that way you get certain characters back, like June and things like that. And I don't know what Fang and them were doing there, but alright, cool. But again, they're making a new continuity. So I thought maybe that's a, a reasonable theory to have because maybe they're going back and this is this show's setting it up. That would make perfect sense, personally. And it also allows a lot of characters that, like Heihachi, that are dead now, technically, well, to come dude. back and make sense. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what, what's going to happen next time. Like a lot of people, oh yeah, what do you? I'm like, bro, I, f- I play a bunch of characters. Like, it's all right. It's not the end of the world. If I have to choose another character, I can choose another character. It's, it's the not the end of that the world for Demi,
0: but I mean, you're... you're uh... He uses Armour King. Oh, he's gone to Army King. Oh, yeah.
1: Well, he uses both characters. I, like he plays a lot of Army King when he plays. So I think he's he'll be fine as well. You know, and he's just a good. He's just a hectic video gamer. You know what I mean? Like he can. He's just really good at video games. So he'll just pick up whoever. Man, he's very talented. Like you should see him play other like COD and stuff like that. He's just popping everybody. So he's he's really good at just. He's a good. He's an epic gamer, as the youth say.
0: <laughs> All right, Brayman, yeah. well, you've led us there, so we're finally going to go into. The big topic, which is the Tekken 8 teaser. Oh, right. Yep, yep. Your expectations, your thoughts, your theories. Mm. Um, yeah, where are you sitting on this one, man?
1: Um, I haven't seen this trailer for a while. You know what, Let's watch this trailer right now. Like, And we're going to talk about it as it happens, I guess. It was funny because I was in a plane about to take off when this trailer dropped and I was on the runway and the plane was moving and I was like, load, load, load. And I like I just finished the trailer as we took off and my connection cut out. It was like -like (laughs) godlike timing. It was insane. It was crazy. So I got... Okay, so we're near the sea right now was something I noticed in one of my watch throughs of this. If you notice in the background, there's like a sea and a shipwreck. So it's near a sea. There's like water, obviously. It looks... You can see the sea where there's like the tornado and stuff. There's a ship. Whether that means anything, I don't know. But... Yeah, it's um Look, okay, look, you got okay, he's there's a lot of impact, right? And the yeah. graphics look hectic and you know, there's environmental damage. This is in look, they say this is real-time footage. I believe that it's real-time footage, but is it gameplay footage? Uh, uh, like uh, the cutscenes, the mini cutaways aside, like the actual side-to-side gameplay. Does is that how the game's going to be? I don't think so. Um now he's doing perfect electrics. Now, see something like this. It seems like... Let's say the, the gameplay is somewhat similar to what we're seeing right now. At least in the weight. Because you can see the weight changed, yep. you know? So, the, weight, the weightiness of the characters. If we're supposed to take this. We'll take it with a grain of salt. But let's say, for argument's sake. The weightiness of the characters might be the way they try and balance combos and things like that. So, like, um, Tekken 5 and all that. You couldn't get much combo. Or you can. Actually, no, that's a lie. Sorry. You could get a lot of combo. But... It was different. It wasn't as normal to be able to get long-ass combos and a crap ton of damage. Like, you had those characters. Like, Heihachi in Tekken 5 DR, one electric at the start of the round and a wall, you're legit at 20% to 15% health with all the oaky and everything that comes guaranteed with it. Same thing with, like, Devil Jin, things like that. But one thing is we have a hyperinflation of damage and um, we need to sort that out. Because basically, you're one and a half combos for a lot of characters away from, or maybe like one and a, th- you know, two combos and you're overdead. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, in previous games, um, I would say Tekken six. I, mean, I would say five and six. Five and six. You yeah. know, you needed a few combos to kill somebody, and also your. It was less uh, canned mix up. As well, yeah, like well, depending Okie on the character, some crap characters. The Okie game mm. was
0: very different, you know. The reset oh, yeah. potential wasn't as crazy mm. as it is now.
1: Oh well, no, actually, the reset potential back then was uh, more so because you could get floated when you were getting up when if you got up wrong. And stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. I guess yeah. just
0: standing up, back turned.
1: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That was different. Yeah, um, it'll be interesting to see what they do, but from the trailer, I'm kind of not really assuming. Honestly, I'm just kind of—I'm not even thinking about the trailer. Sometimes I forget it came out yeah. because I'm just like, yeah, whatever. Like, I'm not really—what? Go- what am I worrying about? What am I gonna do? Nothing, you know. You're just gonna so speak to it's that just thing. a yeah, because it's yeah, it's a great discussion point and things like that for when you talk to people. Uh, like you know, you everyone wants to share their thoughts and things like that. Eh, that's that's perfect. That's great. But I'm not gonna stress about what I'm seeing because it's not like I have any control over it. And it's all, I also understand from me being here for a while, you kind of understand how Bamco kind of does things sometimes to a certain degree. So you're just kind of like, Oh, okay, well, they're given a sample that may or may not be accurate to the game. Let's just see what happens when the game drops or they actually have proper footage of what they state is like, this is what it's going to be like playing the game, things like that. We might get that next week. Yeah. Um, but this is a story cinematic trailer, as far as I'm concerned. So you don't, I'm not even considering that this is the gameplay, for me. Yeah, but yeah, what do you? What about you?
0: Uh, yeah, I think it is story. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm basing it solely how the Tick and Seven how they released their press. I mm-hmm. think this is cinematic story potential. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think Hey Hutchie's dead, and I'm mm-hmm. not just saying it because you're here with me. Um. <laughs>
1: They could bring him back some other way, yeah, like well, Shinhei I mean, Hachi. I th- I th- you know? I
0: th- yeah, Jack Hachi, you know, blasted Slums, Yeah, I like man.
1: that idea. That's a pretty interesting one. Shout <laughs> outs to Aria.
0: <laughs> yeah, shout outs to Aria. Um, I I am a bit. I think Tekken 7, because of its success, it's going to be very hard to succeed. Like, to over. Like, to. You know, how do we step it up? How do we make it more successful than Tekken 7? Um, I am potentially afraid that they might overthink overthink it Mm -hmm. um and maybe complicate it uh with adding new mechanics but as you said you know it's it's no point worrying about i mean it is good to see people speculate on twitter and just yeah of course throw out wild theories and get worked up over it but yeah it's just (laughs) all we have is a trailer and a motion capture footage and we'll just have to see what else oh
1: yeah i forgot about that you got like either roger or alex or somebody looks like they're coming in yeah so i don't know We'll have to see what happens. Um, But when you mentioned before that you're worried they might overcomplicate it, um, I think one of my concerns is the potential oversimplification of things because they're changing... The way they tuned Tekken 7 in the last few seasons kind of leads you to believe... They're kind of cutting away a lot of things that I feel gave Tekken part of its identity. like Things like the wall situation. Personally, I'm very, very dissatisfied with that decision especially this late in the game to take out such an important mechanic or such a um such a major mechanic in the game the wall situation where basically you can just block at the wall now you just get up for free because they did that with say getting up in the game right you can just hold back and get up no problem yeah now they've taken away the wall where you can just hold back and get up yeah you might get a low but that's it you can't get to the back you can't do anything interesting and it's like a lot of people rejoice and they're like oh yeah That's, I hate that. And it's like, well, you had access to that as well. You just chose not to use it, you know? So there's a lot of people that just like, oh, it's whack, it's blah, blah, blah. And it's like, all right, well, you say that, but then you also complain that the game's becoming oversimplified. So which is, you know, you, it, it really contradicts, in my opinion, right? So there's these little funny mechanics and things that make the game, in my opinion, yeah. And this is coming, but again, these are opinions of people who haven't been around for very long. It doesn't mean their opinions less valid or something like that. But it also changes the way they view things. So for me, I've I've gone through a lot of Tekken, and so I can see the value of certain things and uh, what I like and what I don't like. It's all perspective and uh, opinion at the end of the day. But I very much utilized the wall situation like constantly, no yes. matter what character I was using. So for me, it's a big hit. It takes away a lot from the game for me. May not take away a lot from other people. A lot of people might have been the ones getting hit by that, and that's why they took it away. But it's like again, you had access to this as well. Why didn't you use it? Yeah, you know. I guess if we, it was that damaging, that's yeah, no, yeah, that's true
0: though. I guess when I said overcomplicate things, that maybe they might introduce because stick and six head bound seven mm-hmm. head screw. Maybe yep. they might try to do both or try something different, but it just doesn't translate well. Well, in the
1: trailer, it looked like it had a screw, it had right? screw again. Yeah. Whether they, like, I feel like for them to put that there, at least, I know I said, um, you know, I'm not taking the, the ga- that as gameplay, but I feel like for that to be there and not be in the game is kind of weird. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's kind of weird to put that there. It's clearly a screw and then not have it in the actual game that's kind of like okay that's kind of weird so i just, i'm like 90 percent sure if not more that screw will be in the game in some capacity
0: okay i got one more question for you man if Heihachi yep. wasn't to be in the game and i'm just saying i've no idea who i will use yeah <laughs> no 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 not who <laughs> well, you use but because uh, tekken 7 did that beautiful thing about carrying moves from other characters you know baked to king i uh, yeah, yeah. king to king initially Mm-mm. if there had to be moves Heihachi gave to or Kuma. Yeah, Kuma. Yeah, or, Kuma, uh, yeah, or any, of Kuma. Them, any of the Mishimas or Jin, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Do, do you have, like, is there one move that, oh, yes, I need that Heihachi move? At least give it to Kuma. Give Kizuna. electric to Kuma. <laughs> no. <laughs> what a crazy hitbox that would be, man. Wow.
1: It would be. Look at like, his, his arms, huge. But it would be interesting. That would be pretty funny if Kuma takes on Heihachi's fighting style even more after his passing. It's like, okay, I will take over now as him. Oh, like, to fill his space. This, this and a good I will take line, yeah. more of his moveset. Yeah. So now you could see a, his old moveset still, bare things are still there, but then he's got even more Mishima style now. So that would be pretty interesting because he's already got a Hell sweep, He's got a forward forward too. Give him an electric. He's got a, you could give him a down forward 1, 2, more similar. You know, there's there's all kinds of tweaks you could make to him that he would have weird hitbox, obviously, but you could have more moves That would be pretty funny. Like, give him, like, the palm... Yeah, you yeah. know, I think it'd yeah. be
0: cool if he had something similar to Jin and Tag. So mm-hmm. when he does the the mental awareness, other oh, the, the, sta- the omen I think was it the omen stand? The omen stance, yeah. Then he goes back to his yeah, old yeah. like he he takes hey Hutchie's.
1: Uh, yeah 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 the cool machine with yeah that, yeah so he could be in space. This is Kuma doing this in the middle of this day Yeah. <laughs> oh man, Kuma's a funny character though. Yeah.
0: all right brown man. It's time for your final round. So just some oh, loose okay. questions to end the session. Mm, mm. All right. So mm-hmm. first one is Easy. what piece of Tekken character lore would you rewrite?
1: Um, I would want to see more Ancient Ogre in the game. I would want them to rewrite the way they did him because he's such a big chunk of wasted potential in the game series, in my opinion. Like I'm hoping I see some ogre in Tekken 8 because he's really sick. Look at him. Look his sound, his game design. Everything about him is sick, but they just kind of threw him away too many times and it's just like they wrote him out of the game and they didn't give him enough importance because he's literally an alien who is perceived on earth as the god of fighting and he's got a whole race of people that look like him and just like him and he absorbs people, he does all this stuff. He has a final form by absorbing, you know, Heihachi and blah, blah, blah. So I think if they could bring him back and if they're already retconning story stuff in the series, they can... Well, wait, didn't he... Oh, spoilers. I don't want to spoil it for anyone. Actually, look... If you... Oh, you
0: mean the, the series, look. yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I think it would be cool for them to put more... Put some story priority on, on Ogre and rewrite what they did to him and see how they go with that. So that would be what I want. I like Ogre. He's cool.
0: Okay. Next one is, what would you do for a
1: random act of kindness? Um, I'm a food person. So, actually, quite regularly, I tend to just buy food for random people. <laughs> I don't really advertise that. Uh, this is probably the first time a lot of people, unless they've seen me do it, because they, they're with me or whatever. I just randomly buy food for people sometimes. Um, Like, I'll pay for, for someone's food behind me or... I'll just have food and i'll go give it to you know someone like uh, someone who's asking for money on the street whatever um that's just i grew up with um doing um charity work uh we used to go to soup kitchens and um help them cook the food and prepare the food and stuff like that That was with the psy organization i mentioned thing i went to on fridays and sundays they had a lot of community stuff that we would help with and so one of those was um you had to volunteer for it my mom did so i'd go with her to all these things and that's where um, I started doing it. And so the, for me, it's just a normal thing to do. I don't really think too much about it. Um, so that's my random active active kindness that I kindness. I do that I can think of first. Um, it's definitely not my only one, but it's the one that comes to mind first is giving people food. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and that's one of my things. Like if, if I'm with somebody and they're like low on funds or whatever and they can't afford dinner, I'll just buy them dinner. Like, no, like I don't even need to. Like this, I've done this people. I barely even, but it's just like, if you can't eat i will make sure you can eat good. you know what i mean good so cut. good cut. yeah yeah <laughs> all right
0: yeah next with this line which australian Tekken player do you think of taken is better than sex
1: uh, <laughs> wait i don't i don't know that kind of just sounds like a Dion thing to say to be honest oh but the first person i think of when i uh when i hear that for some reason is abby or the beast or beast now <laughs> um and i don't know why i think people are gonna start speculating hold on a minute. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> uh, no but it, it definitely yeah it sounds like some joke dion would make but who, like does this did someone say it or no just just put it up there yeah. oh okay it just sounds like something dion would say he says some wild stuff sometimes uh yeah I re- the line came up that he said the other day like a while ago he said something like um oh he just read you like a book but like a kid's book with just pictures <laughs> it's just like what? <laughs> that is such an insult <laughs> oh, oh man. man but yeah that's what that's my first thought this sounds like something he would say yeah
0: okay if you could create the brown man tim oh. tim describe the flavor and or ingredients
1: um i would make a bueno tim tam it can look right here i got a sealed bueno booster box right here (laughs) uh as you can see (laughs) uh this i got for my birthday because people know i love it and they keep asking me did you open it yet i'm like saying sealed until close to the expiration date when i have no choice but to i'll open it and take it to a locals and then share it around yeah um but yeah, this is my favorite chocolate, personally. That's why people give it to me. Um, I would have a Bueno-flavored Tim Tam. I'm waiting for that to happen. So, that's my thing. Okay. Tim Tam. Brown Man Tim Tam, we, it would be Bueno-flavored.
0: So, for those, a.k.a. me, mm-hmm. who can't, mm-hmm. can you tell me what the flavor is? Or how would you describe it? Oh, it's
1: like a hazelnut cream with chocolate and wafer. Okay. Have you not had a Bueno?
0: No, I haven't
1: no you guys definitely have you have kinder products right We've like got kind of surprise i've
0: just i've just never had a bueno Are
1: oh, you gotta all right when you're going, with the, going to go on a countdown or whatever next time you gotta get a, get a kinder bueno. bueno yeah you gotta get a i want to do a uh, record a video do a live taste test and put it on i want to see it please. Right, deal deal easy easy let's go
0: and last one brown man who is your waifu uh
1: huh I don't know uh like video game can be video game can be any from anything i don't know like i just ain't thirsty like that she Uh, (laughs) um um damn i don't know like actually you know like you know it's interesting um i have a i've had this debate with a few of my mates um i like uh it just came up when we were watching the boys and they would they would say they liked um they didn't like uh, Kimiko and I'm like, no, she's cute as hell, bro, and she's like doing stuff like it's actually I, I think she's really sick. But actually growing up I remember I had a thing for like just for a period of time, uh Jennifer Aniston, like from the Friends era. Like I'd say, if anything, that maybe But it's too many like I, now I'm starting to think of like waifu level women in the world yeah. that we see in media and i'm like there's a lot you know what i mean and, and it, like most people are really sick but look i'll just go with my childhood one when i was really young like jennifer anderson let's go with that don't. that's probably a different answer than you usually probably getting to be honest so. yeah yeah usually game <laughs>
0: fighting game you know i mean it would have been, in this case i would have thought it was a second character or some anime girl but no no we'll take jennifer anderson
1: <laughs> i don't know but i don't know whoever answered that anime characters or video game we probably have the same chance of you getting with that anime waifu than i have with with jennifer aniston so i think uh it's the same anyway you know what i mean okay. and on that
0: note thank you so much brown man for, for thank coming you for on the me. podcast is there anything else you want to say any shout outs or any promotion um, anything you want to promote no, just, or put out there
1: um yeah, just big shout-outs to everybody in the community worldwide. Uh, just doing If you're doing positive stuff out there, I like you are doing good stuff, and please continue doing that. Um, if you're not doing positive stuff, uh, stop that and go do positive stuff. Don't be a dickhead, please. Um, and I think I want to obviously thank you for having this show, doing your stuff in the community. I think um, a lot of people in this space aren't appreciated, as much as they should be and I think you're definitely one of them. there's a lot of people as well but you're definitely one of them you, you do a lot and I know you know and that I know that most of the stuff we do people don't see they see it but they don't realize you know where it comes from but you just do it because it has to be done for things to keep continuing the way they need to so I want to give you those props right now um really appreciate you bro hope you keep doing what you're doing because I know it's hard in FGC it's a thankless job honestly yeah. for the most part when you're doing the real shit behind the scenes like it's thankless no, so love, you do it much love to you as yeah well, man. seriously mm. so like i wanted to make sure someone gives you a thank you you know what i mean so keep doing that we'll definitely be do- i'm sure we'll be working on something together at some yeah. point in the in the future yeah. especially Tekken a bro like i'm i'm playing a big thing so i definitely want you to be part of it uh i'm assuming you got some stuff in the line too um new zealand fgc australian fgc and um Actually, you know, big shout out to the Philippines, actually. We've got to plug this real quick. You know, Manila Madness right here. Big shout out to the Philippines community, everybody over there, lovely people. If you're if you're going to go to Rev next year, please do so. Make sure you catch uh, Manila Madness as well. Um, but yeah, that, those things will be announced later in next year. Hopefully, you know, now is the time in the world where people can travel again more comfortably. So we're hopefully going to see that a lot more. Um, but yeah, big thank you to everybody. And obviously, big shout outs to all the organizations in Australia, and New Zealand that are keep going. So, yeah.
0: Hey, dude, that was cool, man. Oh, and big
1: thanks